0: Welcome to the Tour Coach here in 2023, another year of the stories, the conversations, the roundtable discussions that come from my travels on the PGA and the Corn Ferry Tours, along with my teaching down at Old Palm and Palm Beach Gardens, or here in my studio in Mobile, Alabama. These are the stories and the guests and the people that I run into that I bring to you to help you enjoy playing the game of golf, learning about the game of golf, or learning how to teach the game of golf. I hope you'll enjoy my travels, my conversations, and you enjoy being on this journey with me. But I also want to remind you that this journey and bringing it to you wouldn't be possible without a special thanks to our longtime sponsors. First and foremost, Shrixon and Cleveland Golf, Vineyard Vines, Bushnell Golf, and Buick GMC. Without those, the tour coach and all these travels wouldn't be possible, wouldn't be possible to bring these conversations to you. I hope you'll enjoy sitting in with me on another version here of the tour coach. So here we are on the tour coach. Uh, It's uh, Wayne Flint, Luke Curtinine, and Mark Wood. uh, Going to jump in here in the next five minutes or so. He's running a a little bit late from a lesson. Shocker there. But uh, Luke, this idea... I actually had this idea about doing this about, I guess it was almost 18 months ago. Cause I had my colonoscopy today, which marked 18 <laughs> months. And uh, I got the reports of the last colonoscopy that wasn't good. Uh, at the time we were finding out about his funeral, but when Hank passed away, who people don't know if they listened to this, that uh, was a huge mentor of mine. I worked under Hank for I think almost 10 years. Wayne was uh, with him for a long time and woody i would say uh probably the three of us probably talked with hank as much as anybody out there and uh anyways i wanted to get everybody together and do one of these around then and it just kind of never happened and then luke you got to one day i was sitting there and you sent me a text with a picture of an old golf digest article of uh of hank johnson of hj and and i was reminded how good some of those articles were and uh it was pretty cool. And then as we got going through that, the idea of doing this again and bringing you in, I thought was a pretty, pretty cool idea. And I think for me and i and Wayne, and I think when Woody gets on here, you'll enjoy some of the stories as well, but, um, you know, uh, kind of cool reminiscent about you know, some of the, you know, just, I mean, we we come from a pretty cool teaching tree Luke, you Mm -hmm. know, like to have worked under him and, uh, and, and to me, the cool stuff was seeing these articles and uh, I mean, just how relevant and how still good they were today. I mean, you could probably put some better looking clothes on him today that didn't look like they were from the 80s or whatever, but uh, but uh, still really cool stuff. Talk a little bit about finding some of the stuff in the archives.
1: Yeah, so recently, like Digest, uh, its entire archive is currently online, right? Like you can go to Golf Digest if you if you sign up for a Golf Digest Plus account, you can get all the everything that's ever been published in Golf Digest. You can find it, um, and but we've recently just relaunched our archive. This isn't a plug. This is just some context, right? By the way. Um, where so because you know, we're really proud of our history of you know, like Digest is like just there's so much good stuff in there so here he is
0: hold on woody's coming in (laughs) woody woody are you there woody hello guys hey Hey. woody how's everybody we're good we're in the middle of we were just talking about i'll I'll catch you up real quick we're doing the podcast is that uh, i had this idea about 18 months ago when when H.J. passed away, about us, you, Wayne, and I doing this because of how fortunate we are to come from the teaching tree that we did and what an influence you and and uh, Wayne are on me. And then uh, kind of slipped through the cracks. And then Luke at Golf Digest here, Luke Kerdineen, who's been a good friend of mine for a while, was at Golf, now at Digest. And uh, he just sent me a couple articles out of the archives a few weeks ago or a month ago, and we got to talking about how – how genius some of Hank's stuff was and how still relevant today. And that's kind of catching you up. But Luke, go ahead and just talk a little bit about the stuff you found.
1: Yeah. So we basically just, you know, there's a big project that we've done where we brought the archive, not just online, but now we've just redone it. So now it's like kind of better than ever. And in the process of doing that, I was just looking over stuff. And I kept coming across these awesome Hank Johnson articles because Hank was a big digest guy back in the day um and it's just amazing some of the information in there and obviously tony knowing what he meant to you is why i was kicking it over to you but it's just funny in this world where we talk so much about you know force plates and pressure shifts and making a big turn on the backswing and doing all this stuff i mean i don't want to say hank like seemed to intuitively know it because clearly he was studying this and so it wasn't intuitive it was learned but it was just amazing how accurate he was and how he was really getting at the, the same kind of stuff that coaches seem to be uh, studying, learning about trying to get at today. Woody, talk uh, you know, a little please. bit about
0: that. Woody or Wayne, talk a little bit about that. Some of the early stuff. I know he was, I always thought he was way ahead of his time with his research. I wasn't part of that period, but the stuff and the stories and the pictures he told me I knew were, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff we see people trying to do today.
2: Drano, you want to go first? Go, you go ahead, Woody. Well, I mean, what I would tell you, Tony, is that is that Hank uh, started, you know, Frank Jobe was sitting at the hospital, was kind of where the research started to come from on the PGA Tour. And there was a company in, in Alabama called Diversified Products. And uh, DP got into golf. And that's where the whole fitness trailer, studying what's going on, studying the biomechanics. I mean, it kind of got started, you know, then Ralph Mann, he did his stuff. He did the, if you would, the model swing. Uh, but you know, we started to figure out where the force was coming from and, and it was interesting because, you know, in the golf digest schools, you know, you had, you had the first, uh, leading money winner in Bob Tosky on in 1954 go from being the leading money winner to teacher. So he goes from the leading money winner, Tiger Woods to charming. It's all wrapped into one, you know, and Tosk, what he did with us and he did with Hank is that he, he made all of us think outside of the box and Hank was the best at it. I mean, he was, I mean, he allowed us as young professionals to, to experiment, to learn, to research and how to research, you know, whether it be with force plates, video, I mean, you know, God almighty, we started with graph check cameras where the, you know, you had the eight graph check cameras, right. And, and you know, we tell the old golf digest school stories with that, but, that was the that was the thing that that i think the the teaching tree as you call it tony i think that's where it started he had a bunch of, of young nationals and rather than you know, stifle any of us he encouraged all of us and, and and made us all better teachers and and he made us better teachers because uh, of the exposure that we had to of different thoughts, so I mean that was the thing that was amazing to me is that you know he would never I mean Wayne I'll start laughing, but he never would micromanage. I mean you know the old the old adage was we didn't we didn't work for Hank, we worked instead of Hank. But uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so and that about, stayed true the whole time. <laughs> no
2: question that that, that never changed. Right?
0: <laughs> yep, yep. Wayne, bueno, what about
3: you? Well, you know, I, 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 I didn't get to do a lot with the DP people. I kind of came near the, the middle to ending part of the DP thing. Um, but, you know, the, the greatest thing for all of us is we had all those guys around. And, you know, when we were young, I, I didn't know what I was doing at all. And, you know, but we had all this information from all these great teachers and I remember I would write stuff down and I'd stick it in my back pocket and, and you know, I'd keep it in a file, just teaching notes and things like that. And then when I, you know, get done working, I'd go back and try to figure out what was going on. You know, what was really, what were they trying to teach? And then I, you know, I'd have these ideas and I would go to Hank and I'd say, you know, H-State, can you, can you tell, can you explain this to me and tell me how this works? And he never he never would tell you how it works. He'd send you down with another question, go figure this out. and He'd make you figure it out on your own. He'd never give you the answer, which, like Woody said, it, it really made us all have to really think. I mean, we didn't just have it laid in front of us. So here, you know, if your right arm's folding too much, here's the one thing that fixes that. They, there was nothing like that. You know, it was, it was always like, well, I can remember he'd say, well, it's not so much what happens when the right arm folds. It's what happened when it's unfolding that kills you, you know, and so he'd make us go think, and then I'd go talk to Woody, and Woody talked to me, and, you know, I mean, we, we were all hungry to learn. We were all hungry yep. to be good teachers, and, and you know, we, we'd do our research with each other, and we'd try to figure things out with each other, and, you know, we had a great camaraderie and a great friend group there. I think we're all still friends today, a bunch of us, you know, and it's yep. always great to see the guys.
0: And Luke, Luke, I mean, I know you, we've talked, you and I've talked about this before over the years, but it really is like your first time you're talking with all of us together like this. It is a pretty interesting little fraternity of those of us that came up under him. And it's, it was kind of cool. Woody Wayne, like Luke started sending me these old articles via text. Cause he'd heard me tell stories about you, Wayne and HJ over the years. And then he started finding these articles as he was there at, at golf digest. And, uh, Wayne that you've heard this story before, but along the lines of what you guys just said, I remember going to him one time with something with a video of Bobby Wyatt and showing something to him and asking him the question about why something happened. And he said, Quit trying to memorize the answers to the test question. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that was the shit, that was all he said. Like, right? And then I had to go figure it out. I probably asked Wayne what to do. But <clears throat> You know, yeah. But. I mean, we, that's, that's what we all did. We
3: all, you know, we couldn't figure it out. We all asked each other, and we learned with and from each other. You know, that was what. That's what made it such a great, you know, a great group of guys because we all had mutual respect for each other. We were all very, very driven to be really good. Um, you know, all of us wanted to be great teachers, and you know, but we were all we were all in each other's corners. I mean, there was never anything you know, no backstabbing, no going behind each other's back to try to, to sidestep the learning. I mean, we were all in this thing together, and we were all trying to figure it out together, and I think that's why we all have become such close friends because we've been in the fire with each other for a long time. You know, I mean, I remember, we have. I remember after I moved back to Birmingham from North River, um, that's kind of, Woody, that's kind of when H.J. started with Lanier, um, doing that ASMI, the health style thing. Yep. And that's kind of what DP spun out uh into, right? Yep. So the research continued there and they had this big building built and um they had all these they had all these cameras. I I want to say nine or ten or twelve cameras in all corners of the room and they were they were filming and they were they were basically doing gears you know, they had people before there was gears with reflectors all over their body. And oh they, yeah. They were basically doing gears before there was any thought of gears. You know, they were, they were measuring angles and, and, and uh, what was happening with the biomechanics of the swing, doing it all with video cameras and reflectors, you know, on, on suits, almost like the, how the video games started, the EA sports stuff, you know, where they, where they put all those reflectors all over their body and that's what they were doing. And I mean, he was so far ahead of the game with that, you know, and and it was amazing all the information that came out of that. And I think, you know, they had well over a hundred tour players go through that ASMI thing and, and they measured all of the data that they all did. And they didn't come up the, the cool, the thing I thought was so cool is they didn't come up with one model. You yeah. have to like Nick Faldo or whoever the flavor of the year was they came up with an acceptable range which is what all the tour players did and they made a model out of the acceptable range of how that tour players move their bodies and you know i thought that was interesting because at that point so many people were saying oh they you got to swing just like this guy and yeah and they did they didn't ever go down that route you know they yeah. they, they looked at all of what was happening and and you know that that opened my eyes that, you know, everything didn't have to be just perfect, that there were a lot of different ways to hit golf balls, you know, and, yeah. and I think, you know, I think Tom Ness, he was right there with H.J. in in that that same time. And I think, you know, I think they all figured there's a bunch of different ways to do it. And, you know, that was really beneficial to me being one of the young guys because I didn't ever go down the, down the road of I'm just going to, teach what this guy does which i think limits limits you quite a bit luke for sure
1: yeah yeah it's funny yeah, the acceptable range bit because i i remember when i was like a junior golfer and this some of this advanced tech was just starting to come out you know but it was all still a lot of camera based you know stuff um and i remember one time being put on a what was effectively a model you know they took all these tall players but then what they did is they didn't get they didn't take all the tall players and then produce a range. They produced all the tall players and then they created an average, you know, and you were supposed to swing like the average tall player. Or, you know, they would feed a hundred swings into this and they would say, okay, well, they all, if you combine them all, they're all like, this is the median one. And it was, it was like close to doing the right thing. But uh, the the real thing is what teachers are doing now, it seems like, which is they don't, coach you towards a specific model saying you have to look just like this they take all the data and they say well you know these are your margins for error these are the ranges in which you can do if you do these things you, you have to do these other things in order to match them up and and it's 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 always funny the first go at new technology because people generally you know get things right get things wrong but out of that process comes the better version of it um and then you know, bringing it back to Hank, it just seems like he was a guy who had that rare intersection of not just trying to push forward in this new, in trying to get the new tech, but also seemed to have a knack for getting it right too. Um, you know, and I think that comes through in a lot of those old digest articles that he, wrote.
2: yeah, he was, he was, look, he had a, a wonderful command of the English language. So he was a wonderful orator for sure. Um, and, and what he would do with,
3: you know, he could give a
0: speech better than anybody.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, look, he, he would get asked to speak and he did a wonderful job and he made everybody feel welcome. And, and, you know, he, he, he was, he was wonderful in that regard. So, you know, he, he helped all of us shape all of us relative to how we presented ourselves how, how the message that we were presenting, um, you know, and, and nobody was sitting there saying, you know, Hey, it's got to be this way and I'm right. And everybody else is wrong. Um, and he never, he never had that. He never had that mantra at all. I he, de- he
3: definitely taught us how to be professionals. There's no question about that.
2: I mean, yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice the, way to put it. Yeah. The, the
3: image, the image of a professional and, like you said, Woody, how to present yourself as a professional. I mean, he he definitely taught us how to. He definitely taught us how to do that. He was he was he was great in that aspect. I mean, God forbid you'd ever come in if your shirt your cotton shirt wasn't ironed. I can tell you that. I said, you an ironing lesson?" Right, Woody. <laughs> God,
2: I, I, I talked to Davenport today. Davenport says that I've lost all of that. So that's. Uh... <laughs>
0: you know one another going to you know like some of the articles and how the stuff is timeless like one of the things somebody was asking on it's something was like you know how much is your teaching changed over the years and I attribute this to coming up under Hank and you Woody and Wayne like I we spend a lot of time we still are fortunate to get to teach together a lot Luke but like you know like that's what makes me think he was so ahead of his time was like I mean, most of the stuff I learned from him and learned from you, we're all still teaching. It really hasn't, I mean, maybe we use force plates now and there's access to different things, but like the basics of the stuff that I learned when it, when I started with him and when I took lessons from you, Woody, in high school and Wayne in college and we all were together, is still the best. Like, to me, that's kind of the real test of, of, of what a great mentor he was and the research that he did ahead of it is, like, I think today he'd still be teaching the same stuff. It's the same stuff we're teaching, you know? Well, and, and I
1: think, yeah, and sorry to cut you off there, Tony. But no, yeah, I think that's what was so cool about the article that he did on, you know, how to, how to perfect your pivot is because I think when you're talking about, I mean, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but I think when you talk about like your pivot, what you're talking about is like the basic structure of your golf swing right like you don't want to hang back on your right foot you want to load up for power do all these things but he was so he understood that it was important but he was also getting at concepts that we know now are true you know like that a lot of spine extension can create uh can create pressure on your lower back you know so like it's it's why uh or you know there's the image of him putting a table outside his trail hip you know, and then trying to turn back over it without letting that hip slide past your right foot. I mean, just all, you know, its they've become cliche now because they've been proven so important and true. But at the time, it was just really, really good advice that probably helped a lot of golfers. Yeah, but I mean, you got to understand the game is is, is
2: incredibly... To me, the game's changed big time, right? Because of the ball and because of the equipment. So now being old players they grew up with a governor there's no governor anymore there's no hey this is the limit now it's balls of the wall these kids swing so fast hit it so far so hard because the ball doesn't curve anymore you know it just doesn't and, and now they can hit it they can you know used to you Everybody tell you why, you know, you gotta turn that thing over, you gotta draw it a little bit to get to run down the fairway. And now they're like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it in the air longer and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the face open a little longer. It's gonna fly farther, it's gonna go just as far. Um, or maybe farther. Um, so you know, I heard I heard a stat, and Luke, maybe you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, but twenty years ago, the hardest club PGA tour to hit was a driver. <laughs> Easiest club on the PGA tour is a driver. Yeah. Gone from being the hardest club there was to manage to the easiest club.
1: Well, yeah. And it, it's funny because, you know, not spoiling the whole equipment thing, um, but I think a lot of people understandably and rightly start pinpointing the equipment that's changed, right? But I think a lot of people who maybe aren't In the coaching world of golf, either coaches themselves will just do a lot of work covering it like I do, don't fully appreciate just how good you guys got, you know, like truly, it's not unusual to show up to a lesson and just have you guys squeeze out four extra yards from a really good player already you know, to tack on a few more miles per hour of ball speed to shave off some yeah. spin to do this to do that like load a little better his oh wow i just got you two more miles per hour of ball speed and it's amazing what you guys are able to do just because you can measure it and you and you've gotten more and more targeted in the kind of things you you work on so it's that the, the interesting thing about however this rollback stuff shakes out is that that's not going to go away you you know the ability to uh provide those kind of coaching insights if if, listen if if they roll back the ball uh, my one of my predictions for instance is like these fades guys are hitting now suddenly this guy's going to start hitting more draws and they're going to be able to do it because they have coaches who are going to be able to help them coach it and you know, it's just there's going to be all sorts of unintended consequences, not in a bad way necessarily. Just I think that reflects the the, the kind of coaches, um, the kind of quality of coaches that are around. Now.
2: Yeah, I think there's way more way more coaches that, that have a have a have a nice understanding of what's going on and can help the player. There's no question about that. There's a, there's a lot of quality all over the country.
0: Woody, well, yeah, that's a good question. You, so. You know, when you were coming up and you were in the golf, you know, came up under HJ in the golf digest. School, I mean, there's just, I mean, there's just a ton more people that are doing it that are really good now, don't you think?
2: Well, there there are now. I do think that that the one advantage that that all of us had was that we got to see multiple teachers doing the same thing. And so we got to we got to watch him. We, you know, you watch Hank Johnson and you watch Bob Tosky and you watch a Jim Flick or a Chuck Cook or a Tom Ness. Uh, you watch the Paul Runyon. I mean, you know, that stuff. I mean, that, that's invaluable. Now, you know, you get nippets, uh, if you would, you know, via social media or whatever. But it's not the you, same. You, you, it, it's not the same. It's really not. I mean, you're not down there on your hands and knees teeing balls and, and then asking questions. I mean, you get to listen I mean and, and you know, they explain a little something and you're like, Oh, well, it's kind of interesting. And, or the way they've put it or I, which I think is wonderful. I think it's awesome about the game, but I, I mean, I, I, still cherish the, the time I've had watching others teach and then watching, you know, watching guys like yourself and Wayne. I mean, I still love it. I, I mean, the most fun thing about getting together is that we all still have a passion for it. I, I mean, sure. I want to absolutely pick your brain. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know what you guys are thinking, why you're thinking it. I mean, the successes that you guys are having. You know, uh, I think it's awesome. I think that's that's what's that's what
0: drives me anyway. I agree. I agree. Luke, any other nuggets you find in the, in the golf digest closet there, even though they're all online now,
1: they're all, they're all online. Yeah. Dangless um,
0: plug t- for golf digest online.
1: <laughs> no, the, yeah. There's just uh, truly like more stuff than I can even wrap my head around. Um, you know, the thing that digest has always uh, leaned into, isn't just the, I'm uh, trying to get the best teachers in, in you know on the platform but also pros you know so you go back and you see all this incredible stuff with like nick faldo in his prime and bill mickelson his prime and young tiger in his prime and all this stuff um i found a great old sequence of tiger from 1993 in there um you know he was just upstart amateur tiger woods couldn't last and it's just so just little nuggets like that that are throw away two pages in a 1993 edition um it's just this buried treasure everywhere you find
0: awesome Woody, wayno, guys first of all I know Luke you got to run but uh, thanks for doing this and, and also thanks for just I thanks I mean, oh, every time we get together it makes me feel lucky I was able to come up under the people that I was able to and you guys still aren't afraid to kick my ass when I get out of line <laughs> or do something stupid which I know happens more than it's probably supposed to but you know <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. it hey,
2: we, 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 we like it that you still call us old guys. That's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, and
2: yet I'm close. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, well, thanks, thanks, guys. This is fun, and yeah, it's just you guys had an amazing mentor, and so it's cool that I could just you know get a little taste of it from from sort of past era.
0: Luke, thanks for sitting no. in. Woody, Wayne, thanks for all you guys do. Uh, I look forward to seeing y'all in June. We'll have some fun. Wayans. Sounds good. What do you take
3: care of yourself, buddy? All right, buddy. See Everything's good at
0: home. Yeah, he's down at the beach house at his palatial estate right now.
2: Of course he is. I mean shit. <laughs> I mean, you guys are way smarter than me. You got a place at the, he's got a place at the beach. You got a key west. What do I got? I I'm lucky to have i I'm lucky to have a roof over my head.
0: I'm gonna leave this in the podcast. I think everybody needs to know about Wayne's. You know, he's got servants and everything down there, I think. I think he's got, like, security guards. Okay. Yeah. He's the
2: Elon Musk uh, uh, <laughs> of, uh, of uh, I mean, he's figured it out. He way no when it gets over 80, you don't have to wear the vest.
0: I, I know. I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're the best. I was waiting on somebody to comment on that. I'm uh, glad it was – buddy. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this edition of the tour coach and this conversation that we brought to you about playing, learning, and teaching the game of golf. We'll be back next week with another edition of the tour coach in between now and next week make sure you follow us on our social channels you can always find me at the deuce sweeper on instagram or go to our youtube page where you'll see a scene and a video from my teachings daily on our youtube channel you can find that by looking up tony ruggiero and the Dew sweepers on youtube Until then, make sure you follow and check out Everything Tour Coach and all our sponsors, Shrickshon Cleveland Golf, Bushnell, Vineyard Vines, and Buick GMC. I'll be back next week to help all of us appreciate, learn, and enjoy the game of golf.